Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, uh, welcome to yet another show. I'm sorry. I just got a beep in my ear and I, I was daydreaming. I was looking off into the uh, cold blue sky and I was actually thinking that, you know, that if I if I don't get um, myself a little more together, because I've been in a bit of a slump for the last three or four days, that I was going to um, tell you all that for your own health and safety, you should not be listening to uh, me. I overslept today, and then when I realized I'd overslept, I actually went back to sleep. That is a, that's not a good sign. So, I mean, I've just been like ambulatory here for about uh, 20 minutes. I'm not kidding you. And I stumbled in here and thought, I got nothing. I got nothing. But like, I mean, I got interesting stuff that you've sent me. And and then, I, but it's all, it's all depressing. And then, like, like, you know, a white knight, like a fairy godmother, like a, I don't know, just riding to the rescue, the U.S. Cavalry. I always get Calvary and Cavalry mixed up. I know one's very religious in a very dark way, and the other is, you know, um, the horns blaring and uh, to the rescue. Uh, but anyway, like the Cavalry, right? Like the cavalry. Terry, Terry, Terry sends me this. Right, um, well, six minutes ago, and I actually uh, clicked on it, and it did momentarily improve my mood. So, without further ado. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, it's on YouTube, and it is called an anthem. Oh no! Stop! 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 No! 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 Don't till I'm ready. Um, and I again, I'm not sure where this is coming from. It's a bunch of regular, ordinary Americans, and and one obvious guy who's doing most of the vocals. But it is a takeoff on the Lions. Uh, sleeps tonight. By the way, that was the soundtrack of my first kiss. Mm-hmm. Bobby Sanderson's basement. Bobby. Every once in a while, he listens to the show from his perch in the upper uh, peninsula of Michigan. Hey, Sanderson, do you even remember? I remember. In the jungle. Yeah, really, seriously. So this is a song. And instead of the lion sleeps tonight, the the title is The Liar Tweets Tonight. And the Wimaways are Vote him away, vote him away, vote him away, because it's a little hard to, if you're like me, I, you don't understand lyrics ever, <laughs> ever. But it's vote him away, vote him away. 
And I don't know how long it is. And you might, but you know what, guys? It's better than anything I got for you. And let me try to start this up. And I hope you can enjoy it as much as I did. you heard it <laughs> it's um with the video it's it's much much better you see like you see americans um young old just uh singing this and it it is it made me feel better terry thank you thank you thank you vote him away vote him away the liar tweets tonight you just can't Make it up. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Sally Wigan sent me this the other day. Uh, she she said, you know, she's she's an Anglophile. She she loves the Brits, and this is by a British writer. And it's not as if he's saying anything other than uh, what you have said, what I have said ad nauseum. Um, but because Trump is so uniquely horrific, we who 
are actual human beings find ourselves too often slack-jawed, paralyzed in our disbelief at him, what he says, what he does, what the people around him uh, happily embrace. And it, I, I can only speak for myself, but I, I suspect I'm not alone. You get to a point where you can't even, there are no words. <laughs> there, there's not a word you haven't employed. There's not anything that you could, and, and you still cannot believe that people who call themselves Americans voted for this. I can't even, I don't identify him as a fellow human. I just can't. Anyway, anyway I'm not going to do it all, but, you know, this Brit's got, um, just because I am at this stage in the game, the, where, you know, like words, there, there are no words anymore. I'm going to share with you this guy's words because he seems to still be, well, he's not here. He's only observing from uh, across the pond, as they say. Uh, we're living in it. And I do think it is paralytic uh, in in. So many ways. Okay, just just read you a little bit of it, okay? Because as I said, I'm at the <laughs> stage today. Apparently somebody uh, asked this guy, why do you Brits uh, not like Donald Trump? Which is, of course, the stupidest question I've ever heard. <laughs> what? But this is his um, answer. He says this, a few things spring to mind. Trump lacks certain qualities, which the British traditionally esteem. For instance, he has no class, no charm, no coolness, no credibility, no compassion, no wit, no warmth, no wisdom, no subtlety, no sensitivity, no self-awareness. No humility, no honor, and no grace. All qualities, funnily enough, with which his predecessor, predecessor Mr. Obama, <laughs> was generously blessed. He goes on, plus, you know, we like a laugh. And while Trump may be laughable, he has never once said Anything wry, witty, or even faintly amusing. Not once. Ever. I don't say that rhetorically. I mean it quite literally. Not once. (laughs) Not ever. And to us Brits, a lack of humor is almost inhuman. But with Trump, 
this is a fact. He doesn't seem to understand what a joke even is. His idea of a joke is a crass comment, an illiterate insult, or a casual act of cruelty. And he doesn't just talk in crude, witless insults. He actually thinks in them. His mind is a, is a simple, bot-like algorithm of petty prejudices and knee-jerk nastiness. There is never any underlayer of irony, complexity, nuance, or depth. It's all surface. And worse, <laughs> he is the most unforgivable of all things. He's a bully. That is, except when he is among bullies, then he suddenly transforms into a sniveling sidekick. <laughs> there are unspoken rules to this stuff, and he breaks them all. He punches down words, and every blow he aims is below the belt. He particularly likes to kick the vulnerable or voiceless and especially when they're down. So the fact that a significant minority, perhaps a third of Americans, look at what he does, listen to what he says, and then think, yeah, he seems like my kind of guy, is a matter of some confusion and no little distress the British people, given that you Americans are supposed to be nicer than us, and mostly are. And you don't need a particularly keen eye to spot a few flaws in the man. This last point is what especially confuses and dismays the British and many other people, too. His faults seem pretty bloody hard to miss. After all, it is impossible to read a single tweet or hear him speak a sentence or two without staring deep into the abyss. He turns being artless into an art form. He is a Picasso of pettiness, a Shakespeare of shit. His faults are fractal. Even his flaws have flaws. And so on ad infinitum. God knows there have always been stupid people in the world. And plenty of nasty people, too. But rarely has stupidity been so nasty. Or nastiness. So stupid. He makes Nixon look trustworthy and George W. look smart. In fact, if, if Frankenstein decided to make a monster assembled entirely from human flaws, he would make Trump. 
and a remorseful Dr. Frankenstein would clutch out big clumpfuls of his hair and scream in anguish, My God! My God! What have I created? Simply put, if being a twat was a TV show, Trump would be the boxed set. All right, there, for somebody who had an opportunity to sit and find just the right words. Um, that is uh, from, who? I don't even know, Michael Stevenson. Okay. I hope uh, it was of some enjoyment to you. Uh, Emails coming in. Bob and Braddock says, it's not just some humans that aren't human. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. I'm I can't even read anymore. It's not just some humans that aren't immune to COVID-19. It's some businesses, too. Yeah especially the oh, the original hot dog shop. Listen, we're going to lose easily 60% of our restaurants, I would think. I mean, I don't know. They operate on such a thin margin in good times. Um, there ain't no way. They're They're going to be able to, the O is just one. Ellen says, hi, Lynn, here's a word, perhaps new to you, that my husband came across yesterday that is is apropos for today's world. Oh, good, I love new words. Ooh, how the hell do you pronounce that? Wait a minute, it's a biggie. Ultra, ultra crepidarian, ultra crepidarian which means a person who expresses opinions on matters outside the scope of their knowledge. <laughs> well, hell, I mean, that's most of us. I mean, uh, but, but uh, in particular, uh, yeah, you know who. But yeah, okay, ultra-crepidarian. Hmm, wonder what the crep stands for. Ultra-crepidarian. A person who expresses opinions on matters outside the scope of their knowledge or expertise. Oh, God, that's too funny. And little Tony says, Lynn, I'm with you. I'm just kind of numb from it all sometimes. I hold the Republican Senate and Congress responsible. They enabled Trump to do all that he has done and the more he will do. I will never forget what they did to my country and all the pain they've caused. By the way, did you ever get the yellow highlighter stain out of your couch? <laughs> Jeez, little Tony, that was a turning on a dime. <laughs> uh, the answer? No. I'm looking at it right now from across the room. You can barely see it. You know how after a while, you know, things that seem so egregious initially, you just, they sort of literally fade in in importance. Um, 
first of all, let me just say this couch is as decrepit as a couch sitting in an otherwise very nice room could be. It is disgusting. <laughs> it really is. And that's because I let and always have let animals who live with me, um, you know, all over it on it. Things have happened on it. Um, but it's just, it's it's dirty. I actually had uh, cleaners come two years ago. And man, they worked and they worked and they worked and they worked. And the guy finishes up. He says, I, I think I, I pretty much, I was able to like definitely, you know, give it a little new life. He said, but there, and he points to the back where I'm always sitting. He said, but there, I just, that dark, just it, it just won't come out. Now, what he was referring to, I had never even noticed. And now, of course, every time I look at it, I think, God, <laughs> it's just, I guess it's just, it's the it's, it's like the Shroud of Turin. I mean, it's like the essence of, of me having been in that place for so long. And it is literally, it's disgusting. I mean, this thing is disgusting. But it's my couch, you know, and nobody sees it anymore. So um, I'm I'm good with it. Uh, you know, I did I tell you that in my um, uh, after I woke up too late and then actually went back to sleep and then woke up again and then somehow dragged myself out of bed and and somehow here I am. Um, I I just uh, what was I going to say? Oh, one of the one of the uh, fleeting, desperate thoughts I had was, well, maybe, um, maybe I should do. I mean, I did it once. Maybe I should like get stoned during the show, and that'll get me through, and we'll see what happens. And so that was something I was going to do. But I have to tell you, I think Terry saved us all from that. Uh, because the uh, vote him away um, and the liar tweets tonight just sort of got my my head in a better place. And uh, although I do reserve uh, the uh, the ability to yeah smoke some pot while I'm doing this, I haven't done it yet since we've been home, but I might, and it might benefit all of us. I assure you, I might have a caller if they're still there. Hello. Good morning, Lynn. Ray from Lawrenceville. How are you? Uh, well, I'm fine. I know. But listen, I, I'm stupefied. We cannot possibly turn to the English for advice on moral leadership. Oh, no, no. Listen. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, no. They had Sorry. Boris. They, they elected Boris Johnson. Well, that's true, too. I did think I that. They're trying to remove our our stand from our eyes with the log in their own. It's ridiculous to listen to that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but Ray. Well, I can't. I, you're, 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 they you're, still have a queen. All right. <laughs> hey, happy birthday to the queen. She was 94 yesterday. And the only reason she's still alive is she knows she's going to hell. So she's, she will not die. All right. <laughs> uh. Did I ever tell you my, my, my ex-husband, I think, um, 
was engaged in some nefarious uh, activities with the IRA. Was he a member of the AIRA? There was a time there was the American Irish Republican Army that had... Uh, well, it. I don't know, but I do know he was with a bunch of, I mean, true American radical types, and he... He was like you. I mean, he was like you, uh, an, an Irishman who never, ever would forgive the British, oh. ever, or forget. It was, but, I would be willing but, to forgive if they had ever done any penance and admitted yeah. it, you know? Yeah. You know, they just, but, they thought they brought civilization to the Irish. Yeah. And, yeah, they're they're just it's delusional. It's delusional. But a uh, Colin may be a form of Colhain, which is one of the oldest kings of Ireland. Uh, the, the Irish, uh, the Irish, Colhain, 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 Colhain. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm because sure. Colhain, Colhain, like Cohen, Cohen is like you know is like the highest uh, name of a of a, uh, a Jew can have. <laughs> It's a, yeah. not unlike it. Colhane, Cohen. Wonder what that's right. about. Well, I, like the, the Irish Hercules is Ku Colin, Ku Colhane, okay. uh, the hound of the Colhanes. So, uh, and there's a long story, a really fascinating story, but I won't go into that. <laughs> and speaking of the IRA, you see these lunatics in 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 Belaclavas and and Armalite rifles. It looks like the troubles yeah. in Northern Ireland. Yeah, Who it does. And all it takes is one fool to pull the trigger, and everyone starts shooting. It's the it's madness. Well, those people are they. I mean, what can you say? They to they're, me, they're I, like I have, you know what it reminds me of, Ray. I, I, it really doesn't. They are they are failed humans. I mean, they have never uh, grown out of you know wherever they emotionally were at the age of four or something, but. It reminds me of uh, of being a kid. I might have been about eleven, and I was in the family home, and my my grandmother was there with me, and she looks out over the backyard and screams and says, "Get on the floor! Get on the floor!" And I we I, you know my, my God, I dare dove onto the floor. She's on the floor. She says, "There's a there's somebody crawling around." In the, out there with a with a gun, and I mean, on further uh, you know review, it it was um, Wally Kepik from down the street who was you know in camo and playing soldier. <laughs> but, but when <laughs> when I see those guys, I think I think of that. I, I, I think of him. I think of boys who um, posture and play, and they've never really grown beyond that. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I. They may be like furries dressing up, but at least the furries don't have the actual rifles and, and semi-automatics. No. Although, who knows you know what? what the furries have in those uh, cost, under that's, those costumes? I don't even want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> Something I have been thinking about lately is I, I'm a huge fan of William S. Burroughs through the years. And yeah. one of his themes was ideas were, were like infections transmitted by word viruses. He called it word virus, if I mm -hmm. understand him correctly. Mm -hmm. And a lot, I'm trying to look at these Trumpians 
as infected people. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, they've been infected with an idea, a virus, viral idea through, that they caught by the words Rush Limbaugh spreading it like a typhoon mm-hmm. Mary and, and Trump, you know, a beacon of, of viral words going out. So maybe a little, you know, I, I'm just going to look at them as sick people, you know. I think I think I'm going to try to do that. And well, that's the, you know what I have to tell you. That's the Catholic in you, because you yes, that's the cat, the good Catholic in you, and I, being a Jew, don't have to follow suit. <laughs> but keep in mind, if I'm right, we have to watch our words. What viruses we transmit? Well, this is true. Our words. We are not immune. We are human too, right? Yes. yes. And, we, and if there's the worst on the right, there is also the worst on the left. So we have to make sure that we're not spreading. God knows. Around. But, God knows. Hey, listen, Lynn, thank you for being here. I, I know it's just hard for you. And I, when I hear you, I'm, I'm, I choke up. I think, ah, oh, don't suffer like this. So, but thank you for being there for us. Hey, man, I'm like, well, never mind. I'll suffer for you. That's a Catholic thing, <laughs> that's, too. That's a Catholic thing, too. There you go. <laughs> Okay, you. Bye. I love you you too. Bye bye. It's so good. Jeez, Ray. Remember back in our real lives when, you know, we we actually tried to hook up at a baseball game one one time because I was the season ticket holder. Oh my God, that was so long ago. Yeah. Well. Ah, that was another time. I didn't mean hook up. Hook up. He's a happily married man. We were just going to, you know. Anyway, where am I? I I so don't want to be pulled down into uh, the horror. But um, (laughs) um, I'm looking at a cartoon that uh, Kurt sent me. Well, this is it. I mean, this is, again, the people who are infected. It's a guy on an airplane, and uh, it's a full airplane, and he's standing up and exhorting the other people on the airplane thusly. These smug pilots have lost touch with regular passengers like us. Who thinks I should fly the plane? And number of hands are, are up in the air. It's, it is, yeah, it, it, you know, we've entered a, um, all right, <laughs> all right, never mind. So, Bree writes from Malaysia, could these protests now be a precursor to November? I mean, if the election doesn't go Trump's way, um, yeah, that wouldn't be a, hard stretch would it um these this is the the people in those protests are the fringe of the what used to be the fringe but is now trump's base um they ain't going anywhere this is true i mean they will be dead weight we will carry um for however many years we can keep this country together if, in fact, that's still doable. Um, I don't know. In that regard, there's uh, Laura sent uh, another article that, yes, should be read. 
I kept seeing it on my, um, on my, you know, the stuff I, I read cause it's from the Atlantic and I subscribe and I thought, I just can't. <laughs> the headline warned me off. I, I thought, I just can't. I mean, this sounds like an article I could write myself. And I finally read it. Uh, it was by a, a, a very smart, wonderful writer, uh, George Packer. Um, and the headline is, We Are Living in a Failed State. And I, I have said that, I mean, everything about this country, what, what the virus has uh, stripped away is any ability, uh, if, if any of us still had it, to not see clearly how far gone this country is. And, um, boy, he lays it out. And um, having already read you the, uh, I'm sorry again to Ray, uh, that uh, Brit's uh, work, um, it's, it is true. Didn't I early, maybe it would have been Monday, wasn't I uh, quoting somebody uh, suggesting that the fact that the federal government was actually hijacking, <laughs> sending the FBI and, and FEMA and, and uh, Homeland Security personnel to literally hijack truckloads of, of equipment that hospitals are trying to uh, get for themselves, having been thrown out into this vicious capitalist marketplace on their own by this repulsive president who doesn't get that that's his job as the head of the federal government to coordinate this kind of thing, not to make it even more fraught. And you know, people who look at the actions, never mind the words, the actions of this administration are left with only one conclusion. If they have the courage to look it in the face, and it is the title of this article, We Are Living in a Failed State. Uh, and he just outlines it in, and as you read it and, and realize, and again, this is because the reason I said I don't have words and, and ended up reading that other guy's work, it is because the daily, almost the hourly uh, revelation of yet another unspeakable dereliction of duty or or almost criminal corrupted malfeasance in office it it comes with such rapidity that you cannot get your feet under you long enough to respond before you're swept away by another 
you know, it's like you're standing in the ocean on a rough day and the waves just keep breaking over you. You can't maintain your own capacity for sorting it out. And even if you were to, you end up with, again, right here, you are living in a failed state. This is the kind of sort of constant confusion and, uh, and vertigo that I guess people who live in failed states learn to live with. And he, he does point out that this, this, this century, the 21st, has been hell. It's only one-fifth into its tenure, and he argues that this pandemic is the third, not the first or the second, it's the third major crisis that Americans have contended with in just these 20 years of the 21st century. The first being, of course, 9-11. And he talks about how initially that we came together because that's what happens in times of crisis. Americans unite. Remember, we came together and then our Republican, why are they always Republicans? Our Republican president at the time, instead of using that to unify us, told us to go shopping, number one, started the Iraq war, number two, erased any sense of national unity, fed bitterness, uh, 2008, the financial crisis, and this is when our capitalists, uh, you know, brought us down. First, we had the terrorists. We had Osama bin Laden taking us down. Then we had the internal uh, terrorists, Wall Street and the capitalists, the financial crash, which for the capitalists turned out to be a, just fine. They got bailed out. They went on. He quotes somebody, a Wall Street trader, who said that the crisis really just turned out to be a little bit of a speed bump for them. No one got prosecuted. They kept their fortunes. All of the pain and the lasting damage was felt by the middle and bottom inhabitants of America, right? Those who lost their jobs, who'd taken on debt, lost their retirement savings. Uh, and on and on and on. And so he talks about, and from then on, it just kept going down. He says both parties were slow to grasp how much credibility they had really lost with people. And he says the the harbinger of what was going to happen to us uh, politically 
was not Barack Obama, who was, of course, elected out of this horror in 2008. But it was Sarah Palin, he says, the absurdly unready vice presidential candidate who scorned expertise and reveled in celebrity. This was the precursor to Donald Trump. And and then, of course, he talks about what's happened since Trump. And, 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 and it's, again, because we are so uh, battered from the hourly uh, fulminations and actions that it's hard to be able to cogently uh, gather our thoughts. And, and this guy does. So I, I do recommend it to you. Um, the Atlantic George Packer uh, failed state. Uh, okay. I'm not going to... Uh, share any more of that. Um, little Tony? Ha! Little Tony, come on. Give it up. I know how to get it out. I worked and worked and worked on it. He sent me a link to how to get highlighter out of a couch. Um, it's alcohol, a rubbing alcohol. And I just, I mean, I went through a whole bottle and, you know, I, I just, um, nah. It did. I mean, the the yellow highlighter just kept coming and coming and coming, and it's still in there. I mean, it just keeps, there's too much of it. He emptied an entire, the dog, emptied an entire thing, and it just went right, just soaked into the fabric in three different places. And it doesn't matter, you know. First of all, who's going to see it? I don't let anybody in. It's just me and the dumb dog and, you know, on our stained couch. And I I have a great capacity not to uh, worry too terribly much about, uh, about, well, stains, superficial stuff. I really just don't. Okay. So, um... I don't know if you saw that um, the uh, Milwaukee uh, health folks have identified at least seven people who voted uh, in that primary election and uh, now have uh, COVID-19, an election, of course, that was forced on them, even though there was stay-at-home orders by the Democratic governor, the Republican legislature forced the primary to be held, unlike any other state in the union, and Wisconsinites literally took their lives in their hands Milwaukee normally would have, I think it was 140 polling places. Those were reduced to what, four? Four? People stood in the cold. It was sleeting that day. 
seven new cases of uh, the coronavirus have been linked uh, to the primary election, uh, six in voters, one in a poll worker, and they're desperately trying now to do the contact tracing uh, because anyone who voted was standing in line with a lot of other people for a long time. Uh, a poll worker would have been interacting with people. Um, so in terms of trying to figure out who might have been um, exposed, I mean, that's a really horrific kind of a uh, sleuthing assignment uh, to do. Uh, and meanwhile, Meanwhile, and I, you know, I, I can't even believe this stuff anymore. As I was digesting that, I suppose unsurprising uh, fact, I see that um, that the uh, Republican legislature in Wisconsin is now suing, <laughs> suing. The governor, the Democrat, uh, for his um, his stay-at-home order. They're suing to stop it, saying that um, you know he's unprecedented administrative overreach, and they accuse the state's health, a top health official of um, czar-like powers. Uh, they want these stay-at-home orders lifted immediately. And because these Republicans play as rough as any Republicans do, these Wisconsin, this Wisconsin breed, um, their lawsuit is bypassing, I don't know how you do it, but obviously you can, all of the lower courts, and they have filed it directly with the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which they control. It was that court that, in fact, ordered the state to proceed with the primary. You know... Where the death toll now is 45,000, right? And these idiot state governors are opening their states. We are going to see such an increase. We're going to go blowing past that 60,000 mark because we are a country that has a surplus of fools resident. most of whom vote Republican. Do I have a caller? Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm okay. The, um, this uh, Trump, when he gets on TV, how in the hell can the guy praise himself that he's <laughs> done a good job when you lost 45,000 people in over a little over a month? And how you can... Like when I first heard about it, I wasn't 
sure if it was going to turn into this. But once you see the numbers, don't sit there and deny this is going to go blow over. And it's this is going to be with us till next year this time. Come mm-hmm. on, people, wake mm-hmm. up. And well, Trump. Well, they're not going. I mean, most of us have. All the polls yeah. show that yeah, over right. three quarters of this country understands what's happening. Yes. And um, and but these yahoos, their voices get amplified because our media don't know when to uh, don't know how to contextualize and put them in their proper place. They shouldn't be the lead story. They shouldn't be on page one. They are a fringe of a fringe of a fringe. And Trump should not be carried on CNN and MSNBC uh, with his his daily misinformation rallies. Right. I mean, the media's got to get smarter. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. No, well, you just. Um, yeah. This is unbelievable that people are in denial when it's right in front of you now. Before, yeah. okay, you could say, well, uh, let's see what it turns out. But once it's right in your face, you got to sit there and say, yeah, we got a problem. But. I don't know what it takes for them until one of their loved ones dies, and then it'll be a different story. That's usually when it changes. Well, if they keep up their denial and open things up, uh, they're going to find out. Uh, yeah, they'll get a little more personal understanding because they are going to die. Well, they're right. certainly going to get very sick. Hey, thanks for the call. I, okay, I share your – okay, bye-bye. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Barbara's just sent me something. This is, comes out of where? Uh, ABC? Uh, that, in fact, I just said that there were, what, six or seven cases in Wisconsin um, that are tied to that primary vote. Um, she says, uh, well, it, it says that uh, ABC is reporting that there are now 19 new cases of coronavirus in Wisconsin uh, linked to the election. Understand it is 14 days since that election, and that's the general kind of incubation period, so we should start exactly. It's not surprising. Um, This number will grow. This number will grow. Un effing believable. I think I have another call. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hey, good morning, Lynn. Hi. Um, John here. Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I shouldn't be at this point, you know, after 20 odd years of this, or if not more, but uh, yeah, I remain to be staggered. what does the Republican Party leadership consist of, except crooks, e- e- blinded idea- ideologues, and kooks and fools? What, what well, I think that pretty much sums it up. Point? No, well, that sums this it up. Insane. <sighs> yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though, rather than getting deep into that. Um, I'm going to say this, um, having, you know, being stuck at home, uh, like almost everyone else, uh, and, you know, 
my wife is working from home. Uh, I got notification as of two weeks ago that my company is not reopening. Um, but, uh, that being, that being that, um, there, there are some, I try not to spend, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to break away from the internet, um, mm-hmm. just because it's, mm-hmm. Well, for your uh, to get personal health. Yeah, yeah. And personal mental health. Mental yes, health. exactly so, right. You know, there are, there are, uh, I will say that uh, in terms of um, a form of social media, there are some very fun, distracting videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Sure. Uh, and some of them are just the most unusual. Uh, I, I found them in the most, you know, unusual topics. Uh, there's a... Uh, you know, there's actually, there's a gentleman who's, uh, he's a, you know, a Christian lay minister who, uh, used this channel to raise money for, um, or was using it to raise money for, um, his, 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 uh, his Church. charity, which involves kids, mm-hmm. um, youth programs. And he's a avid bodybuilder. Um, but is just an incredibly positive gentleman. Um, hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've actually, I actually tuned into his channel because I was looking for at-home workout tips and, but he's just a very, very positive individual in no way judgmental, um, very welcoming. Uh, there's a odd little, uh, craft channel, which deals with, uh, creating and, uh, painting miniatures, which I have not done in about, 30 odd years or more, uh, but which used to be a little hobby of mine. And, uh, the guy has the most wonderful voice. Um, he's an African American gentleman. Um, and you rarely see him on camera, but he's just got this voice that draws you in. It, you know, he makes the most, uh, sort of meticulous details seem just you know, enthralling in his little videos. Mm. So, well, see, that I is not the waste too. Well, that's wise usage of what is available <laughs> on our computers and that it, there is that wonderful stuff and then there's the dark world that we too often get sucked <laughs> yeah. into. Right? And I've managed to knock out a couple novels that, you know, that I've been meaning to read and Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're all, oh my God, I mean, we yeah, all... Because I can't take any more negative news No, right now. no, it's really, it's really hard, which is why I was saying I, there really should be a disclaimer uh, at the beginning of this show that, you know, if you're teetering on the brink, don't, don't listen, go away, because I am too, seriously. I to, um, you know, like to uh, read... Um, you know, I, I would always check out um, online, if not in person, um, occasionally in person, although, you know, the um, um, just wasn't always convenient to, to stop by and pick them up. Uh, a few newspapers, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. ranging from the New York Times, which I still respect for its news coverage, if not editorial so much anymore. But um, then the uh, even the USA Today, you know, just for, uh, you know, a broad pot, you know, take on on uh, national news and pop culture. But, you know, every news, every day it's the same. It's the same news every day. I know. It's, I know. Unrelentingly, it's unrelentingly bad. So yeah. you, know, you feel and like I know. Groundhog I, Day. 
You know what? I mean, I, you know, I right now outside my front door are the two newspapers that I did not read this today because <laughs> I mean, because why? You read them the day before. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So, so why bother? Why bother? Hey, always good to hear from you. Thank you. Always good to talk to you. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye. Be well. Um, you know, um, speaking of the, uh, uh, the characterization that uh, the caller did of uh, the makeup of the Republican Party. Here, here is a here is a uh, pretty good. Uh, actually, this woman is an independent. It says here she's not a Republican. Interesting. She's the mayor of Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, Carolyn Goodman. <laughs> she uh, apparently was on MSNBC um, last night. And uh, here, I'm just going to do some quotes from her appearance. She said she wants to reopen the casinos. And here's her exact words. Assume everybody is a carrier. And then you just start from an even slate and tell the people what to do and let the businesses open and competition will destroy that business if, in fact, they become evident that they have disease. They're closed down. It's that simple. What? (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean it's that simple-minded? What the hell did that woman just say? What? She wants to reopen everything, assume everybody is a carrier, and then you start from an even slate. Man, we're mixing metaphors left, right, and tight. Okay, and tell the people what to do. Yeah, and let the businesses open, and competition will destroy that business if, in fact, if they become evident that they have disease, they're closed down. She's saying, okay, we open it all up, you let everybody in. If a business is unlucky enough to actually have um, disease, they'll all have disease. What, what is this woman thinking? Um, she has criticized the state lockdown as total insanity. Here she is again. We survived the West Nile and SARS, bird flu, E. coli, swine flu, the Zika virus. Katie Turr, who I guess was the unfortunate host who was interviewing her, said, but uh, those were not, um, as can say, they did not spread as far as, and, and the mayor says, well, we'll find out the facts afterward. Unfortunately, we all do better in hindsight. Do you effing believe it? Uh, I, you know, I have um, seen. Wait, I'm seeing if there's any more absurd quotes. From her. Yeah, there are, and it's all the same. It's here. It is. Um, 
Do we keep absolutely everyone out of work and destroy the lives of people and our children and the next generation because we have a fight on our hands? I am making the assumption that everybody is a carrier. So let's go forward. Open up the city. Open up. Whoever wants to open up. But do it in a very responsible, <laughs> cautious way. Man, jeez, I'd hate to be a brain cell living in that woman's head. Oh, my God. The cognitive dissonance. The, 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 the Oh, dear God in heaven. Jesus H. Oh, man. Well, you know, it will be interesting with these states when they start opening. Um, if the polls are right and easily 75% of us do have our heads screwed on straight about what is happening and what measures uh, make the most sense, um, if that is true, then these shops will open up and very few people will come. Restaurants can open up, but I don't know about you. I ain't going to one. Nail salons might open up, and I am, I've rediscovered the joys of totally natural nails kept short. I am au natural now, and a lot of other women are too. Their hair is its normal color. They don't have fake fingernails on. All of this stuff, in a way, I consider it the lifting of a ridiculous burden that people were mindlessly afflicting upon themselves. I used to think, oh, my nails cut short. and No, adornment, it just doesn't look right. Oh, yeah, it does. It looks just and here is an email from Mary Francis in Maryland. This has to do with, uh, you know, all these people who it just doesn't seem right should be getting funds um, like Harvard and all these, you know, universities with their endowments. Come on, will you give it to people who got nothing? Anyway, Mary Francis writes, hearing you and Susan speaking of the distribution of those small business loans, I thought I'd share a quick story of what happened at my former employer. Prior to retirement, I worked as an administrator at a private, independent, K-12 through school in the D.C. metro area. Ooh. Probably one of those really expensive, Tony, where all the rich folks go, right? Private, independent, K-12, through like maybe the Obama girls went there hmm? in the D.C. metro area. Anyway, I learned last week that the school was granted a $3.8 million loan that they do not need to pay back, considering that tuition at this school is $47,000 a year. Jesus H. K through 12, 
$47,000 a year, and that does not include buying uniforms, books, and other fees. It is a hard sale, sell for me to understand why that school was granted the money. This is her former employer. Why would they? She knows they don't need it. Mary Frances goes on to say, the school is teaching via online classes. No employees have been furloughed, and the parents are not receiving a refund on any fees. In my humble opinion, it's small businesses, such as my cousin's newly opened quilt shop in the Cleveland area that deserve those funds. Hear, hear, Mary Frances. But, as I said, we are living in a failed state, one that is corrupted. And so, tax dollars taken from we the people, not generally the rich, they don't pay. We the people then gets dispersed. This is just an excuse to further enrich the rich people and stiff, of course, the little guys who need the help. We are a corrupted, failed state. And on that happy note, I'm out of here. I really am. I'm uh, uh, going to play that song that I started with one more time, but I'm out. Okay. And I don't care if uh, you listen to it, but I'm, I'm done. You see, if I can find that thing, I am done, done, done. Oh, God, more on my couch? Hang on. My couch. (laughs) Beth suggests I put other weird yellow patterns on the couch. Yeah, make it look like, you know, when everything is over, you can tell people it was a Keith Haring couch. Yeah, I'll make it into a work of art. And little Tony says, all right, if it was my couch, I wouldn't care either. It's Blue's couch, and he likes it just the way it is, you damn straight. And uh, the health report has come in, as it does, every day at 11. And, oh, dear, that's a pretty big jump. Uh, 1,088 confirmed cases. You can bet that is more than 5,000. That's my guess. Uh, 196 hospitalizations. This is just Allegheny County guys and 74 deaths confirmed. And those are all undercounts. You can bet. Um, So that's all I have to say. And as soon as I can find this thing, I will. I'm going to go out on this musical note. Okay.
nuts of PPE. The cupboard's bare. It's Obama's fault, you see. The buck stops there. In the country, the quiet country, no nurses sleep tonight. But in the White House, the book shite house, the liars sleep tonight. Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.